1: how many years of podcast five and a half years <laughs> of like podcast five now, and a half yeah <laughs> that we would know what the heck we're doing but we do not
2: we do not indeed know. uh
1: i am ready to kick this thing off are you ready for the 20 for 22 podcast
2: i'm super excited for the 20 gr 22 episode i i had a really good tweet today that did not get a lot of likes but i think it's going to get more likes tomorrow and i'll tell you why
1: okay can i intro the podcast first yes you can okay thank you <laughs> just blazing past all protocols to talk about your twitter get out of here (laughs) welcome to the crunch the only podcast that's awaiting our blessed hope the appearance of the glory of our great god and savior jesus christ it's your boy ethan
2: and i'm patrick that's why I needed I, the Book of Titus. I can't believe I can't believe that you uh, needed to look that up in the in the Book of Titus when not it's everybody in, like, has a big big
1: too. big fat brain that can remember everything like you. So As okay.
2: we await the blessed hope of the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. But it says the it differently the in the Bible. the Bible. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
1: I just heard that at, at Christmas Mass, and I was like, "Frick, that's a good intro." Because I I am have a podcast where we do just that. Look what it says in the scripture.
2: Anyway, indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, so Merry Christmas. I
1: very good please can we exchange some pleasantries <laughs> no i you just really want to tell you about project. the tweet of been thinking about it
2: for months <laughs> all right go and ahead. then i finally tweeted it and no one liked it i thought about this in, in december 18th and i was like this only makes sense on new year's eve i tweeted if 2020 was so great how come they didn't make a 2022 mm-hmm. um and it's good it's funny and only four people liked it but i think i think <laughs> they're gonna laugh when i quote tweet it tomorrow and say well, I've been proven wrong. I've, well, I've been mistaken. I was mis- clearly I was mistaken, or something. Like you that. should it's just
1: you should quote tweet it and just in all lowercase letters just say "Holy shit." <laughs> 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 Which I think would be pretty funny. But That'd be really
2: funny, what... but I can't. I can't. I posted no. my Ross Duthat meme <laughs> yeah. a couple of months ago, and and it did it did zero numbers.
1: I saw it. I I look at your tweets every once in a while.
2: That's nice. I I I like only, um. I like only posting good jokes.
1: Yeah. The problem is I think you, I don't think it's your, I don't think your jokes are bad. I just think that the algorithm is not in favor of you because no, that's definitely what it is. You don't post often enough or about the right like topics or something. So yeah. you get like you, some people see it, but you're not getting the numbers that you used to get, because, but you did, but you get numbers on occasion when you're talking about that thing with the uh, Sarah Rogers or whatever, you blast off to the moon because you're talking yeah, about something that a always... lot of people are talking about so
2: i don't know when did i when did i blast off i blasted off to the moon recently (laughs) with a ridiculous i i i I tweeted something (laughs) that's it's a it's a technical concept i i'm interested i'm interested in twitter as a phenomenon now it's more i'm Uh more analytical than i used to be Mm -hmm. but yeah my um but i had a tweet recently that was my is now my third most popular tweet um really yeah, it, and it, it was just this. May be an unpopular opinion, but I think if a va- unvaccinated person gets hospitalized for COVID, we should still try to save them. <laughs> yes, you you use the magic word. I did, and I, I'm like, oh crap! You used, oh actually,
1: no! You actually used two of the magic words. You said if COVID you, and vaccine in the same tweet.
2: If you're di- if you if you engage in the discourse, you do numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Anyway. I, I I I think it's good that you're on Twitter because. Someone with a brain like yours needs to be on Twitter just to provide a little bit of you know I think if you were not on Twitter it would be you putting your lamp under a bushel basket. Let me just say that.
2: That's so nice of you to say. That's really nice of you to say. I, I understand why you can't be on Twitter, but I do feel the same about you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um I think it's best that Twitter stays under the bushel basket for Ethan at this time.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> was thinking about I this. was thinking about like taking some of the things you say and just posting like thoughts from Ethan. Making mm. a separate account for like BroPostle Graveyard or something like that, yeah. like the <laughs> the best of BroPostle. just to give people some of the Ethan content they have come to 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 forget about because no one remembers us.
1: That's no one. No one does remember us. No one remembers me. I was thinking the other day. Actually, I'm not going to share that because it's just not worth it. Um, I am. I've been looking for this. is My favorite podcast every year. Can I just oh, say yeah. that? Uh, because it's it's a, an examine. We don't really have to do a lot of planning. We just get to talk about all the beautiful things that happened this year and the ways that we want next year to be even more beautiful. Uh and I'm very very excited.
2: It's the opposite of Twitter on New Year's Eve. It, it really are
1: people just like talking crap on everything like I don't know uh, because I don't follow sucked. those people. I
2: mostly yeah. follow I mostly follow my friends' locked accounts. Um, That's fair. And then I talk to locked accounts. That's what I do. So most people just can't see the tweets that I'm replying to. It's um, crazy how
1: many years in a row people will say, this year I got disappointed by a politician before they realize that they're just putting all their eggs in the wrong basket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. Someone, someone posted something that was like, I, it's, I thought that we would have class consciousness, but now we have this fun little thing where we get mad at years. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, that's oh, pretty man, funny 2022 how could you take tom hanks from us or something i don't know tom curse
1: hanks, you arbitrary 12 month period
2: <laughs> how dare you
1: that's pretty rough
2: um yeah.
1: i can i also share i just want to share uh, before we get too into it um mm-hmm. to continue on the the christmas pleasantries um right now i'm using two of my favorite guests i got a set of four whiskey glasses and four whiskey balls Nice. Uh, which I'm, I'm using two of them right now. The whiskey was not a gift. I already had it. Uh, but it's such, so exciting that I get to use this metal ball to keep my whiskey cold. And it doesn't, you know, there's no microplastics or anything in there. It's, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's great. I got whiskey balls. Uh, my wife gave me whiskey balls. And uh, I, she did not like the amount of testicle jokes that I made following the gift of the whiskey balls. But I had to make them because that was the brand. The really? brand was making testicle jokes on the cover of the Whiskey Balls, um, oh, yeah. and so I felt like I had to because I was just you know playing into the bit. But yes, sure. Whiskey Balls are amazing. Um, I did not get any whiskey related uh, mm. gifts, but my my in laws did give me a butane cigar, cigar lighter, um, <laughs> which I didn't know that they knew that I smoked cigars. So that that's a new thing that that's now nice. my in laws know about me. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I also. You'll be happy to know I got a plethora of the classics uh, from my, my mother. Sure. Because um, she was kept asking me, what do you want? What do you want? I was like, you don't got to get me anything. You always get me stuff. It was whatever. So Books. you really want to get me stuff, you can get me David Copperfield, nice. The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and The Count Great. of Monte Cristo. And I show up. Amazing. And what do I have in my stocking except for David Copperfield, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and The Count of Monte Cristo? My mom just went and got exactly <laughs> what I asked for, uh, which is awesome. Uh, so I started reading David Copperfield. Over the the holiday, and I'm still reading it, and I really like it, and I'm glad that I like books. Um, it
2: is nice to like books. I nice I did like not, books. I did not get a lot of books this year.
1: Really shocking.
2: Yeah, it was interesting because I, but I'm really glad that I didn't because I don't, I don't want things. You know what I mean? I have a, yeah. I have a lot of things. Yeah. And my in laws, instead of getting me the usual, um, instead of getting me books, they got me things. Hmm. And I was like. Oh, no, you're getting me things. What oh, if I no. do not use these things? But, oh, my gosh, Ethan, they got me a watch.
1: Okay, that's great. It's an
2: incredible everyday watch. My wife gave me an amazing watch that I is wear. Is everyday the fancy. brand,
1: or is that, are you just planning on the frequency that you're going to use it?
2: It's an everyday, it's a daily watch. Like, you would wear this every day. I wouldn't wear my other watch that my wife gave me, because that's a fancy watch. But uh, this is, like, an everyday watch. It's very rugged. It's very my big Saturday for my watch. for my thick wrists. It's very nice. And mm-hmm. they also got me, Ethan... They got me a little backpack, okay? <laughs> for your little it's, back. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a little backpack, and it's just big enough for, like, four or five books. Ooh. And, or, like, one big book in, like, my two journals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it has just enough pockets, and it's just small enough for me to carry around my books and my pens and, like, some other things in there, like, maybe, like, daily emergency stuff. And I was like, I was like guys, this is what I've needed my whole life. I've, I've been carrying stacks of books around since I was three years old, Ethan. I used to walk around with a stack of Dr. Seuss books. Ask my mom. And then it was a stack of Magic Treehouse books. And then it was a stack of Animorphs books. Okay? I walked around with stacks of books. And I still walk around with stacks of books. And I put them in my big, big thick backpack. But you can't take a backpack to a restaurant. You look like an idiot. You can't take a backpack to, like you know, the movies with you? And then what if you're bored before the movie? You go on your phone like a cretin? No, you whip out your little no, backpack.
1: You, you download the arcade app and you participate in the augmented reality arcade game that they've provided for you. You
2: cretin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cretin because I'm not answering movie phone trivia.
1: I love um, movie phone trivia.
2: What what movie was Brendan Fraser in that also starred Bugs Bunny? I don't know, man. That's a tough I one. Don't, I don't I know. Don't it's know. really,
1: really hard to say. Looney Tunes back in action, you freaking There it moron. is.
2: There it is. <laughs> Looney Tunes back in action. What movie did Brendan Fraser start in where he played the titular role, Tarzan? Or, sorry, George of the Jungle. I'm sorry.
1: What what movie did Brendan Fraser start in where he was a mummy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it. I never saw the movie. I don't know. Can I just I say I only one went thing? on the ride at the Universal Studios. What?
1: I don't know why Marissa Menunos is famous.
2: <laughs> but she's on every gas station pump that I've ever been to.
1: She's on like, – did she just get a jo- – like, She her job, I feel like – I don't know if she was ever an actor. I also don't even know if I'm saying her name right. So Marissa Menunos, if you're watching, <laughs> please um, invite me onto your podcast. Uh, but it feels like her job is I'm going to stand in front of the green screen and I'm just going to like – Look good, and I'm just going to read stuff, and then that's going to be my job. Like, that's what everybody knows me from. It's like gas station pumps, pre-movie uh, trivia time, and, like, maybe the odd one-off MasterCard commercial. Sure. You know? Like, yeah. how do you even, like, how do you get that job?
2: First of all, it's definitely Maria Menounos.
1: Maria Menunos.
2: she has hosted extra and e-news served okay. as tv correspondent for today access hollywood and uh, co-hosted the eurovision song contest 2006 in athens greece uh, wow so that's quite the cv
1: yeah pretty extensive
2: um indeed
1: hmm all right well she gets a pass then if she's if she's legit famous but she's kind of she reminds me of someone who's like um what's the guy's name jimmy kimmel like how do you get that
2: job you know how do you get well, he was on the Man Show, obviously with, yeah. with Adam Carolla, um, where he chased after women and asked them to have sex with him. Yeah, uh, and he also uh, asked women if they would they would take a pill that made them super smart, but also made their butts really big. Which is the most two thousand three bit that I can think of.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm starting to think that my my mother maybe snuck that pill into my food.
2: <laughs> I mean, I was. <laughs> This is one of the things that you don't do in front of your in-laws, but I did yesterday when we went to Space Center Houston. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I looked at I looked at my wife and I said, you know, Jupiter. There was a big a big light. It was a light show, and there was a big a sure. big like there was a big lit up Jupiter. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. Jupiter is the second biggest ball of gas in the solar system. <laughs> and she said, what's the first? And I was like, my ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she walked right into it. <laughs> Phoebe, you think you'd know better at that point.
2: <laughs> Her mom looked back. And she was like, "Why did you say that?" <laughs>
1: oh man. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I feel so bad. I feel so bad for Phoebe. But that's just the life that our wives have signed up for. You know. At this point, I don't know if you feel this way in your marriage. But I feel like a lot of my my jokes and a lot of my energy, like when we're in groups of people is like just trying to find some new angle, some new way to get my <laughs> wife to laugh because she's heard all the regular stuff.
2: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Know? When I make my wife laugh really hard, it's like, OK, it that was obviously so good. good.
1: It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, honestly like it's the same kind of rush that you get from like winning a scratch off ticket or something like it's sure. just I can't believe like I gambled on this and I freaking won. This is amazing. <laughs> this feels, I'm going to ride this for the rest of the day. It's amazing.
2: You know, yeah, no, I definitely know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's a uh, it's pretty rough.
2: But Phoebe's oh. nice, Phoebe's nice because she won't laugh when it, we're in groups of people. Like she'll chuckle, but she'll tell me later. She's like, "I love when other people see how funny you are." And I'm like, oh, thanks, Phoebe. That's yeah. nice of you to say."
1: Our wives are similarly very sweet and have really good senses of humor, but have just been dulled by our constant <laughs> bludgeoning of their time and attention spans. <laughs>
2: i phoebe laughed because i had a little joke um oh I, on my uh, trello board as a treat yeah a little joke is a treat i was updating the the youth ministry center in our in our in our parish and i put on my trello board update the ymc and i i uh put a little canadian a at the end so uh-huh. it's like update the ymc eh? and uh she was like i think it's funny that you put that joke and no one's gonna see it and it's just yes. there for you <laughs> that
1: is i can wow I honest, I love that I do this podcast with you because I, you understand me in a way that nobody else understands. Because that's the kind of crap that I do all the freaking time. Like I think about, so are you ever like home alone and you just start sure. or, or driving in the in a car? Um, I like what was I doing the other day? Now obviously someone's going to know about this joke, but no one knew about it for like two weeks. So um, <laughs> I was driving in the car and you know that song. Um, the Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time.
2: Yeah. One of the worst Christmas songs. The, one of the worst
1: Christmas songs. Yeah. I was thinking about it because I got stuck in my head because it, it was playing at the Home Depot that I went to to pick up ornament clips because I bought ornaments on December 21st for a Christmas tree that we put up on December 21st. Sure. Uh, so I was just, I was thinking about that and I just was singing the song in the car to myself. And I cracked myself up. So I go, the moon is out and we'll go out <laughs> and then we're out. And we'll stay out simply going out. <laughs> I just sang that to myself for probably ten minutes and I was loving every single minute of it, but no one no one would know about that. No joke one needs to know about it. Unless I had a podcast in which oh, I could extort so my own experiences for money. So that's funny. Yeah, I don't I just, know I love it.
2: I don't know if you understand what I mean by this, but simply having a wonderful Christmas time and it's the most wonderful time of the year. Whenever I hear those songs, all I can think of is an empty mall. Mhm. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep. Your feet echoing off the tiles. Yes. As someone tries to put makeup on you.
2: Sh- sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I see. You're you're talking about walking through a Macy's. I get it.
1: No, no. The guys in the in the hallway who are like, "Hey, looks like you could use some of this." It's like, dog.
2: Oh, the the kiosks.
1: The kiosk. I want to buy the remote control car at the next one. I do. I'm not interested in your makeup massage solution. Okay? <laughs> I need
2: a TikTok sweatshirt. Okay, that's what I need right. from that kiosk right next to you. I need 500
1: phone cases, and you are not <laughs> the guy I need to talk to right now. Um. I feel bad for those guys. They got a tough job.
2: I know, I know. Or the guys that are trying to like sell you energy insurance or whatever at Walmart. Do you have energy that insurance? I don't know what they're selling, but they're selling something. <laughs> <laughs> energy
1: insurance in this economy? No I way! Know, it's
2: ridiculous. But there's there's people there's people at these at these tables at Walmart that are like, hey, you want to switch your energy provider? To... It must be a Pennsylvania thing. I think there's some they, law. Probably. You want to you want to switch outside. from? Can you hear that? Y-
1: I can't hear it. Okay. Clean coal. Nice clean coal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice clean coal. Nice you clean You can take a bath coal. in it. I, it. I do it frequently, frankly. Frankly, I smell amazing. Ask anyone.
1: That is one of my, that's like the ingrained, I think everybody has their own Trumpism ingrained. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's nice, clean, cold. <laughs> Him saying that. That's what I'm going to get my kids for Christmas Monday. Is mine, like is nice,
2: chi- mine is China, coal. or I am a young, vibrant <laughs> that man. That's pretty good too.
1: <laughs> oh, man. All right. I, I think that's enough of this.
2: Cool. Yeah. Instead of let's stop looking backward to the times when Trump was saying things and putting it on the Internet. And let's look forward to a time when he'll still be doing that, but he won't be president. What? The
1: time when you're going to sign up for a Catholic Match account at CatholicMatch.com. Slash, crunch. slash the crunch. Anyway, that's later in the show. Yeah. Uh, we need to. Well, we do need to look back still. We still have to look back at 2021. You that's know? true. That's a where good we've point. been, where we're going.
2: Let's start with the first thing that everyone remembers from twenty twenty one. Way back in January, the first week of January. On Epiphany. On Epiphany Sunday, <laughs> let's talk about that really funny tweet that I made that no one remembered. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, for some reason everyone was distracted that day. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said really someone Where said, you want to
1: start? You want to start with the this is what you want to do. You want to lead off our reflective Human spiritual intellectual apostolic reflection on this year and next year with the insurrection. That's what
2: what else happened at the beginning of twenty twenty one? That's all I remember. I got engaged to my wife. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: that was the worst time to get (laughs) it. Everyone was freaking out about the insurrection. I was trying to navigate the Brilliant Earth website. That's what I was doing that week.
2: (laughs) Trying to find some good clean diamond nice clean coal um
1: (laughs) no i want to i think it'd be good it'd be good practice just to go back and um you don't have to split them up into categories we can do that for the for the next year but just things that happened this year that maybe you're you're proud of that didn't go maybe the way you wanted them to go um or just like momentous things that are now just have changed the, the trajectory of your life because I think those are kind of the main things It's like things that I did that I, I think were awesome things that I failed at that I'd like to do better on and things that were just completely out of my control but here they are you know and now and now we're moving on them yeah um wherever you want to start I think that'd be it would be a fruitful exercise um hey Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Filet-O-Fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time.
1: And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can
0: catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba ba ba.
2: I don't know where to start. Yeah, let's start with like let I I I mean I can I can remember something um from I mean, like a big a big change was moving jobs. I mean, Ooh. I know that's like that's such a that's such a uh, that was this year. Yeah, that was this year. Wow, I know. It feels like I've been at this job forever, but like yeah, I I switched jobs. Um, at the beginning of the year, I, I realized I needed to leave, and I remember it was a very it was a very difficult decision, but it was one that kind of made me grow a little bit because it made me realize like, oh, I deserve better than what's happening. Um. I, 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 I can, I can, I actually am qualified to, um, to do, to do what I'm thinking about doing next, which is like starting another youth ministry. (laughs) Um, and I don't know, I, I kind of switched from this mindset of like, oh, I'm lucky to have my job to like, my job is lucky to have me, uh, Mm. which sounds, Mm -hmm. which sounds like, kind of prideful but i don't know i was i remember i think that it was this year i think it was this year i was having a conversation with um elena and it was one of the podcasts that i put out by myself and um we were talking about like an abundance versus a scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. kind of and it kind of reminded me of those conversations we would have about humility and magnanimity Mm -hmm. where you know like the 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 humble soul will a humble soul will take abuse but a magnanimous soul won't and um you can be both at the same time. Um and so like just kind of recognizing like, hey, the, the, the situation that I'm in uh is not a good one and uh I can I can leave and it's okay for me to leave. That was that was kind of big. Also my job wasn't awful. It was just not great. Um, right. You yeah, needed and, to move. Yeah, I did. But also like I in addition to in addition to that, I did so much I did so much. In the meantime, like from the beginning of January, I, I changed jobs at the same church. I became a director of evangelization and then a coordinator Ooh. of evangelization right afterwards, um, because I don't have a master's degree yet. Um, and uh, I I got a lot done. Like we we I helped launch a bunch of ministries at the church with you know volunteer leaders and like I empowered them to do good things and you know i set them up really well to to continue and even after i left i was still going back to help them you know make sure they were on the right foot uh and like helping the community etc so i felt really good about that that was good
1: Hmm. isn't it cool to look back because probably in your day-to-day it doesn't feel like you've really done that much yes but when you look back and you say all those things it's like holy cow a lot has been set. Even if we haven't seen a lot of fruit, a lot of things have been set in motion this year yes. for you. Yeah, which is really cool.
2: A lot of a big a big quote a quote that I that I think about a lot is um, uh, people overestimate what they can do in a day, mm-hmm. and they underestimate what they can do in ten years.
1: Oh yes, hundred yeah. percent. I think so that's true. To even that. on a smaller scale,
2: you overestimate what you can do in an hour, and you underestimate what you can do in a day.
1: <laughs> well, there's a. A business book that we've been reading at my real estate firm.
2: Ooh, a business book.
1: Uh, the twelve-week year. You've probably read this. Heard about this?
2: No. Is it like the four-hour work week?
1: It's kind of like the four-hour work week. It's basically, um, it's ditching annualized planning and planning uh, twelve weeks instead, and treating mm. each week like a month, and treating each day like a week. Uh, Interesting. And and just setting more aggressive goals for yourself because the problem is you set an annual goal. You start in January if you are off base or off track from where you need to be at the end of January, December's still a long way off and you mean, I'll catch up, you know? Yeah. And yeah, you kind yeah. of have that mindset until you get to October, November, December, which is generally people's most productive time of the year because they realize that they're way off from where they need to be sure. and they get so much done, you know? Um, and so if you just had that same kind of uh, pressure and accountability and good tactics and good planning and right goal setting, you can get a year's worth of work done in twelve weeks for a lot of people. Hmm. It's just a matter of prioritizing your time and all these things. So, we've been talking about that a lot in our in our office lately, which has been interesting. Uh, I haven't read the book. I mean, I've read the book, but I haven't finished the book. I'm gonna after this podcast. I'm gonna finish my twelve week year plan, which will be commencing on Monday. So,
2: that's great. Yeah, because we we did a we did we did like a a year a. a a forward projection of a year at my mm-hmm. job and we didn't really set goals. We just like, are like, here's what's coming up in the year. Cause I, I like setting goals.
1: Goals are short good. Short term.
2: Yeah. 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 I'm a big achiever. That's one of my, yeah, it's true. Clifton. I didn't realize this, but, but you did Clifton strengths in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have K state advertised on the Clifton strengths website. Oh, yeah, go K-State cats, baby. Does, yep.
1: The Staley leadership school is the, uh, we have our. We have, you can get a leadership minor at K State, which I took a couple of classes. Is kind of bogus, but um, they, they, yeah, they were all about the Clifton strengths stuff. So yeah. shout out, shout out, K State repping. Um, all right, I want to talk about my, my year. Please do. All right, you can keep saying more of your things. This is very free. This is back and forth.
2: Yeah, because I did also have a bait I did also like uh, bring forth life into this world a that's little bit.
1: That's true. You should talk yeah. about that.
2: That's well, yeah, way well, more I'll, interesting will talk what about. But, say. but I was I was talking about like beginning of the year, then I was gonna go into the last half of the year. But, sure, yeah.
1: sure. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We kinda need to have a whole like it's gonna be kind of general things that have happened this year, general things that we want for next year, and then we need to have a whole section about books and then a whole section about vocation. I feel okay. like that's what we need <laughs> yeah. to
2: do. Okay, okay, okay. You yeah. know? Um,
1: so I uh, Beginning of this year, I proposed January 17th, proposed to Emma at the time, Slominski, now Stevie, uh, beautiful wife, beautiful woman. That was incredible. Uh, that happened right at the beginning of the year. We had been dating for a year, like a year and 10 days. So that was probably the, the, the defining thing of my 2021 was engagement and then marriage. Um, but we can talk more about that in the, in the vocations portion of this podcast, (laughs) uh, so that was really huge, and then my the the next thing was then following that was just my decision to to leave Focus. Kind of came in that same time period, the beginning of the year, and that's when I got hired on at, at the job that I work at now at ROI. And uh, honestly, like it feels really weird because a lot of people hate their jobs, so I feel kind of like guilty sometimes. Not guilty, but like, <laughs> or, like I kind of. I feel like I don't fully appreciate what I have, I suppose. Sure. But just through all of the connections that were made, like I proposed to Emma and I knew that we were moving to Oklahoma City because she didn't want to live in Tulsa and she didn't want me to stay on staff. And I kind of agreed that it wouldn't be the best for our marriage. And so I knew I had to get a job in Oklahoma City. So it's like February, February. And I'm, I'm applying to engineering firms. Like I'm trying to use all my contacts, trying to call people, trying to, I'm, op- I'm applying for jobs in Kansas city. I'm applying for jobs in Manhattan, Kansas. Like I'm mm-hmm. I, just anywhere that I might, I just, cause I know that I need a job, you know, and like, I'm stressed out cause I don't know where I'm going to be. And this isn't like, no one's responding and all of my contacts, like there's just shut door after shut door after shut door. It was just really stressful. You know, like I, yeah. uh, because you you want to trust that God is going to provide, and you're supposed to say all the right things, but then you're like, well, gosh, what if I don't have a job? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of scary. Um, and so just, I never would have dreamed of becoming a commercial real estate broker had, so just the way that it happened was that my boss, James, contacted my good friend, Clayton, who's the team director at OSU, because he had heard... James was good friends with one of the focus regional directors or she's a focus regional director now, um, or I guess his wife was good friends. So he went to OSU and her, his wife was good friends with this regional director, Aaron Scanlon. Um, And I assume what happened, I haven't really got the whole story, but I assume that James asked Aaron, who are the best people in Oklahoma that I can ask who are mission minded, who want to work at my, who'd want to work at my real estate firm. Mm -hmm. And she probably gave him Clayton's name because Clayton's just, an amazing guy, right? And she's an OSU grad and knows that Clayton's doing good things at OSU. So James got connected to Clayton. Clayton's like, no, I think we need to stay on staff for another year. I think this is where we need to be. But I know my good friend Ethan is is looking for a job, and so just like kind of this crazy like things that were set in motion 10, 10, 15 years ago are like coming to fruition by me getting connected with this guy James. And going through this going through this interview process, not knowing anything about real estate, taking some aptitude tests, like going and visiting and shadowing for a day and then getting the job, which is like a commission based job where I have to do sales and I don't know anything about real estate and I gotta get my <laughs> real estate license while I'm, you know, finishing up my year at Tulsa. It just was kind of bonkers, just how it all fell into place and you know, it's just like kind of cool that this is now like the last last day of the year of 2021. But like now James is, is one of my really close friends and I see him all the time and like we have amazing conversations about mission and prayer and he's helped me through a lot of things and like wrecked a lot of my limiting beliefs about like just how successful I could be. Yeah. And, and not in like a worldly way, but in like a, you know, you need to really accept the love of the father kind of way. And I didn't know how much I needed that because he's, he's older, you know, he's like mm-hmm. older, he's 31, <laughs> you know? um, but he's, he's kind of like an older brother in that way where he's just like, all right, it looks like you are really ready to do this thing, but it looks like you need help in, in this way, this way, this way. And just like has walked me through that. And you know, the other people that work there, Anne, who's this amazing woman who who works as the, as one of the assistants, like she's a huge proponent of discipleship and evangelization and just like the people that I've gotten to be around. I can't even imagine living life any other way Yeah, because I'm surrounded by people who are on fire for the Lord and on fire for evangelization. And I just know that not everybody gets that when they leave something like focus or when they leave college. And so, um, and it's going to, it's like, like I was saying earlier, like this is to ch- change the trajectory of my life more like th- those two things, like proposing to Emma and then a month later, like getting connected to this job and now being being involved in like crazy missionary things that I never thought I would be involved in and just yeah. planning for the future and trying to like work with all the really cool and really powerful things that are happening in Oklahoma City and trying to build like a community of young families and like trying to escape from the culture of, you know, modern America, all this stuff, it's just like all that was set in motion through, through these like just small little mm-hmm you know, yeah, I'll give this guy a call. I'll see what he's about, you know? And like, yeah, I'll, I'll propose to this woman. I mean, see what she's about. You <laughs> see know? what like, she's about. Yeah. Propose to her and then
2: find out what she's about.
1: Yeah. You know, it's just kind of, kind of really crazy. Yeah. So that's, I would say it's like, if we're talking like the beginning of the year. Those are the two just absolutely massive things that have forever set my life in a completely different direction that I never would have even mm-hmm. dreamed of. And it's cool because it's not anything that I did. It yeah. was all kind of given to me. Uh, so
2: it's cool that you mentioned yeah. like limiting, limiting beliefs and all those things and like, and like getting, getting a mentor. Cause I, I do kind of have that, that same experience at my job with my direct supervisor. It's, it's like a, a very coach relationship mm-hmm. as opposed to like mm-hmm. a boss and subordinate yeah. relationship. And yeah, yeah it, doesn't Simil- it just
1: change the game, like, in every way possible? It
2: really, it really does. And this, like, and this is not, this is not, like, I know everyone, a lot of people know that my former boss was Father, An- Father Anthony was not my boss. Um, boo, Father yeah, Anthony, boo. Father Anthony could not be my boss. That was one of the problems. It was, like, I feel like, um, <clears throat> Father, Father Anthony was a very good, was a very good supervisor. And, like, he was a very good, um, he was very, he's very wise and he's very good at directing my work and guiding me and the ministry. Um, it just that that wasn't the dynamic of that office where he was allowed to do that as freely as he could have so i want to get that out of Mm the way because my former boss is someone that i know that i know that people here know of (laughs) um my boss now is is actually able to kind of like shepherd me a little bit and like guide me in a better way um than father anthony was previously allowed to i don't want to talk much about that but um and it's it's incredible it's really helpful and the pastor described it like this. He said that we're on the, we're our our team is called the engagement team. Uh, it's, and it's an actual team. I'm like on a team with Mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the faith formation director and the communications director. And we're like on a team. Um, and he, the pastor described us as on our growing edge. Like that's where we stay. We stay on our growth edge. And so sometimes it's very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Sometimes we're overextended, but sometimes we have to like, so we have to like pull back, you know? Um, but we're always growing. And I think I have, I've had a similar experience where it's like, I, I I've had limiting beliefs of what I could do, that I'm kind of coming to grips with and underst- and getting rid of, and seeing now like oh there are more things that I'm capable of, and I should and it's not wrong for me to go and and do those things. I think that's another thing. Um, yeah,
1: and I want to I want to take a minute too to just talk about this because this is something that I've learned and and realized through this process of being mentored and working in an environment that is definitely like we're in the world like we are buying and selling real estate you know like it's (laughs) it is as as worldly of a position as you can get other than the actual like construction guys that are out there doing this you know building the things that we're selling you know what i mean yeah like we're we're pretty close to like real tangible things and yet the way that we get to do business and the way that everything is so integrated I just I, I want people to understand that like just because you have a job you know in the world doesn't mean that your human formation and your spiritual formation no longer matters mm-hmm. because it's it's all connect like we are a whole person right and yes. you probably have things not you Patrick but you the listener you probably have things in your life that are preventing you from being successful like it's it's a weird thing where. Christians and Catholics are so scared of the prosperity gospel that they don't want to believe that like God actually desires abundance for us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like when Christ multiplied the loaves and fed the 5,000, w- people weren't screaming on being like, so you want us to follow us so that we'll always have food? You know, like it wasn't like there were some people who followed him, but he, what did he, t- he turned around and them the bread of life discourse, you know, yeah. like, but he still fed them and he still wasn't afraid to, to heal people at like, I, I worry that a lot of times we think that we should just accept the, the scraps and be okay with that life. It's like, no, over and over and over again, especially in the old Testament, God talks about how he desires abundance and fruitfulness and success. And, and he wants his people to conquer other people. And he wants his people to to have cities and and stores of grain. Like that's it seems kind of archaic to us. Cause it's like, I'm not going to take a city. Like you can't really take a city anymore. You yeah. That's not really a thing you can do, but um, recognizing that he wants us to have things so that we can then give them back to him and use them for the sake of other people. And there's a, there's a line in, um, in the book of wisdom that I've been thinking about a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot that I want to share that is connected with all of this stuff. Um, Cause I've been reading the book of wisdom. I'm going to talk about this in my kind of, I don't know. We need to have maybe a spiritual uh, part of this podcast too, other than vocation and, um, and books. <laughs> <laughs> Cause there's this, there's this line in the book of wisdom that just sends me, blast me off to the moon as it were. Sure. Um, I'm going to cut this out. Oh come on. What chapter is it in, Patrick?
2: What chapter is what in?
1: The um I don't want to spoil it. I'm gonna cut all this out, but I gotta find it. Sixteen twenty four. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Book of Wisdom, sixteen twenty-four. For creation, serving you who have made it, exerts itself to punish the unrighteous, and in kindness relaxes on behalf of those who trust in you. That verse has like been stuck in my brain
0: mm.
1: for weeks. Creation, serving you who have made it, exerts itself to punish the unrighteous and in kindness relaxes on behalf of those who trust in you. Creation actually like bends when we are righteous, like when we are following the commandments of the Lord. Yes. And that's like, I I never like kind of made that connection, I guess, outside of a missionary context and now being in this like real business with real money involved and like making commissions on a salary and all these things, like... it's not that the job gets easier. It's that like everything kind of has more room to breathe Mm -hmm. when you are, are growing in virtue and you are attempting to be righteous and you're trying to follow the Lord. It's like things just start happening and you, you, it's, it's easier to pursue what you know that the Lord is inviting you to. Uh,
2: Yeah. I see what you mean.
1: You know what I mean? And, And I think we just like people go to their jobs and they see it as this like separate thing from their spiritual life or they see it as this, there's this section of my, my, my time that is not connected to the rest of me. And it's still a part of creation. And if you're a righteous and if you follow the commandments, and if you, if you love Jesus and trust him and surrender, then all of a sudden you might find yourself like growing in, in wisdom and growing in strength and growing in power and, and, and growing in resources to the point where you can. Really start to influence other people and, and invite them to accept the gospel um, and that's something that I just never I never thought was possible, I suppose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until this year
2: yeah, virtue is something that I've been thinking about a lot, and it makes sense to hear that like it makes sense that that nature the world the world gets easier to live in when you're more virtuous because like we were yeah. the world was made for virtuous men and women to live in you know what i mean
1: yes yes exactly yeah
2: and even though like we've broken it a little bit and like lions eat us now and they wouldn't have before it's like mm-hmm. the world is still fundamentally what it is it's creation mm-hmm. and it was made for virtuous men and women to live in it so yes this makes sense to me is like
1: but you still think about someone like like how many stories of the saints are there where they're in a life or death situation with an animal or something and they're able to get out of it yeah you know because because they're a saint right like they're they're able to to slay the dragon or tame the lion or escape from the bear or the bull because of their righteousness yeah that's kind of crazy
2: interesting i had a run-in with a pit bull did you? <laughs> I did. Um we were walking Are, are you our, okay? Did you live? I did. Uh we were uh this is this is uh so so yes, uh, uh, Saints have fought lions. I fought a little little pit bull puppy. Um but they're pretty big as puppies. But we were walking uh Phoebe's dogs and Phoebe's family's dogs and this pit bull was off leash and ran across the road to us and like went face to face with the, the dog that that is like bigger than its britches. Um and they were like nose to nose. And it was like really tense, and I was like, "Hey, buddy!" And then all of a sudden, they started barking, and this pit bull like put its jaws around this dog's body. Like it was so big, we thought we thought Alby was was uh, was bleeding, but I like quickly shoved like everyone behind me, and I was like everyone. I was in between. It was me and this dog, and everyone else is behind me. And I'm like, I was having I was coming to this mental conclusion of I might have to kick this dog. <laughs> like I was like I might. <laughs> It was, it was the, I I had to like, I'd like psych myself and be like, okay, it is okay for you to kick this dog if it lunges Nice you. (laughs) Nice. I had to like come to the moral conclusion that if, (laughs) if necessary, I will protect my family by kicking this dog.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's so funny. It
2: was very funny. But the dog ran away. It was good. (laughs) Oh, that's
1: good. See, because you're a righteous
2: man. Exactly. Yeah. The dog was like this guy, this guy is obviously very fortitudinous. Uh, I'm not going to mess with him. So yeah. <laughs> steadfast as it were. No, I yes. think, I think it's owner yeah. just called him back, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Also.
1: So I kind of went off on a tangent there, but it's, it's hard to simply state like the impact that that decision of accepting this job has had on me.
2: Yes. I'm glad you brought up virtue because it's what I want to do. I want to, oh. I want to do some virtue. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, like I've been, I, when, this is kind of drifting into the the baby territory, if that's okay.
1: That's fine. We can we can go we can go vocation next. Yeah. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about in uh, in twenty twenty one, but we can we can. This is free flowing podcast.
2: We can yeah, it it's a free one. flowing podcast. I I I've been thinking a lot about virtue. So when I when I got into when I got into weightlifting, I bought a book about it. Right. When I when I wanted to get into baseball, I bought a book about it. When I want to get into something, I buy a book about it. But I have not bought a book about parenting yet. That's probably um, for the best. Yeah. Probably. But it's, it was interesting because like usually my my disposition is I want to learn a lot mm. about this thing mm-hmm. because it's important. And like obviously my kid is important to me. But what I've noticed is that I'm praying more and I'm thinking Wait. more and reading more about virtue because mm. I'm recognizing the reality that like whatever a parenting book says about like child development and like that's all well and good, but like my, my purpose is to make myself really really just and wise and courageous and temperate mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that I can teach my son how to be that way you know hell yeah like that's that's what I that's what that's what needs to that's what needs to be and I mean, like we keep we we were talking about like well when what's the right age to like let him date what's the right age to let him have a phone and I said well never um but also <laughs> But also like when when I when I believe that he is is righteous and wise and prudent it does the same thing and temperate and all those things. When I believe that he is virtuous enough to have a phone, I will let him have a phone. You know, it's like it's that's the sort of thing. Like when he is virtuous enough to date, I will let him date. You know, it's like it's it's not like there's an age where he is now officially allowed to date. Right. You know, I I I just I dunno, I I want him to be very good and i want him and his brothers or sisters to be very good i want him to help Mm -hmm. them become very good and so i want to learn how to be very good myself so that i can teach him how to be good you know it's
1: interesting that kind of goes back to what we were joking about at the beginning of the podcast that people just kind of mark like children's ability to do things by arbitrary 12 month periods rather than yeah can't does this person have the necessary virtues required to handle X Y Z thing. So, I I love that you're on that because it mm-hmm. it de uh, de arbitrarizes. it makes it less arbitrary yeah. to give your child a phone or entrust them with a certain responsibility or say you know you can you can have this job or you can you can have that job because um, it's not about the age it's about can't are you are you um, cultivated mm-hmm. enough like has your as your life does your life represent a certain amount of virtue really to yeah. to do this thing or that thing or the other thing i love that i think that's awesome
2: yeah and and i i because we've been having conversations about sheltering right because very clearly i don't want my kid to ever use social media ever i just don't right. want him to do what i did you know yeah i i just yeah. we didn't know but now we do. And so now we have a oh, we responsibility. Know. Oh, we know. We have a responsibility to make sure that, you know, they don't go on the internet, right? Right. <laughs> um, and I've, I've received accusations of, of sheltering.
1: You don't um, even have, the kid is not even out of the womb yet. I
2: know, but in discussions about, in discussions about my, my, my plan, they're like, aren't you worried that this baby is going to be sheltered? Um, and I said, sheltered from what? Evil? I sure hope so. Um, <laughs> it, it. I feel That's like it. I feel like it's. Thing. I feel like it's my job a little bit to shelter my child until they are strong enough yeah. to withstand the thing that I am sheltering them from. I think there's right. a. Pro- I think you can over shelter where someone is strong enough to handle something, and then you have like the issue of rebellion. Um, right,
1: because it goes back yeah. to the arbitrariness. It's like, well, I'm going to make sure that they don't do this until they turn this age. Sure. It's like, but then you're blind to the reality of how the child is actually progressing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like. It has to be, this is a problem because you have to be actually engaged with your with your child's the life. The horror. <laughs> I know, I know, how awful. I can't turn away from my soaps and my, I can't, <laughs> the 34th season of Survivor. Don't you know how much this means to me?
2: They added uh, another immunity idol this year. I can't, <laughs> They. The, the stakes are so much higher. <laughs>
1: if I was on the show Survivor, um, I would, no, never mind, am I going to say
2: that? I would simply survive. I don't understand. I would, well, I was
1: gonna say I would die to prove the show's name wrong, but that's maybe
2: <laughs> Walking backwards into hell. <laughs> yes.
1: Just like the camera like pans around with blur and like zooms in really quickly on me, just drowning <laughs> off the island. <laughs> Screw your stupid
2: show. I'm gonna drown. Take this the uh, idol.
1: Alright, so I think that's great. Um I would like to also talk about so that's I think that's really cool with what you said about your child. I'd also like to talk about your relationship with your wife in as much as we can. Um and just over this past year like cuz I I got married in August, so I only have five little less than five months of marriage to yeah. discuss, you know, for 2021. I can talk about engagement too, but um I think it's it, and it's kind of like a private thing. It's like weird to walk up to somebody and be like, "Hey, Tell me how you and your wife grew over the last year in your marriage. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, but I also think that that's kind of an important thing to talk about too. You know, maybe um, I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, no, you're but... you're you're right. I I'm I'm a better person now. I I think uh, <laughs> I think I'm, but it's like, it's not um, it's not the way you, that most people mean that. Whereas, like, oh, now that mm-hmm. I have someone keeping keeping track of me now i'm better you know it's not like that it's like now that i am with someone all the time i want to be better because i she deserves better you know it's like it's it's Mm -hmm. out of love that i'm becoming better not out of fear um which is good uh and also there's a lot of uh, humility involved with it. Like, you know, oh, I am wrong about this thing. Or, you know, like, I, even if I don't feel like I am wrong, I should still probably apologize for this. Or I should have this hard yep. conversation um, instead of pretending like nothing bad happened. I should mm-hmm. go talk to her and then things will get better and they do. Uh, yep. So, yeah, that, that's stuff that I've learned a lot this past year about um, being about being a better person through being married and also uh, having a baby makes uh, people really close together. In fact, if you're having trouble in your marriage, I recommend getting, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like having a baby got really, like made us really close. Like yesterday I was, uh, my hand was on her tummy and I felt peanut wiggling around in there. It was amazing. Nice. I was like, I can't believe that you feel that every time. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool. Yesterday, Peanut kicked her in the sphincter. <laughs> oh. It's always fun.
1: <laughs> someone's, after the podcast, someone's going to have to tell me where the sphincter
2: is on a woman, because <laughs> I have
1: no idea.
2: Do women even have sphincters? I don't know. Yes. Um, probably multiple. I don't uh, actually know if that's where he kicked her, I w- but he kicked her somewhere.
1: <laughs> sure. I would echo something similar. Um, engagement was hard. I've I've talked about engagement at length. I feel like... I, if, if people have specific questions, they can ask. But um, it was hard because it just was a lot of transition. You know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. about just mm-hmm. how challenging it is to really stay afloat and, and keep everything moving when it's like you're getting a new job, you're leaving your old job, you're moving to a new city, and you're preparing for a, this wedding, and you're preparing to move in together, and you have to make all these decisions. It's like, what color plates are we going to have? You know, like just, <laughs> just bed, bath, and beyond has a lot of my business, but I never want to go back into that store ever again just because it's just like, oh, I made so many decisions in there. Like, they're not bad decisions, but it was just, it I was just had to make
2: a bunch of them. Yeah. It's like, it,
1: it, I had, I did, never knew that I had to defend my case as to why we needed a cheese slicer. Just wait I until a you're, cheese in, slicer all the
2: time. Just wait until you're in the sequel to Bed Bath and Beyond, Bye Bye Baby, owned by the bye same bye company baby. and is probably next door. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it's, um, that was challenging because it just was a lot of decisions that had to be made that I wasn't necessarily prepared for sure. Yeah. Uh, now that I've, I've made them and I'm through it. I'm like, Oh, I'm just very thankful that we did engagement the way that we did. Um, cause it was, it set us up for a, a pretty good transition into marriage, but it was still, still challenging for lots mm-hmm. of reasons. Um, being married, uh, oh, this is just, this is great. And I don't often think about the fact that I'm married, I guess, like, it's not something that I step back and say like, man, this is man. I'm, I'm with married. this Woman. And <laughs> I'm like married. I'm doing all these things. It's like your life just kind of slowly molds its way. It's kind of a, uh, you have two options, I guess. When you're married, you can either lean into the idea that you have to become a gift or you can pull away from it. Yeah. Like how your marriage looks just depends on how you respond to that question. Um, mm. and, I guess just because of the decisions that we had made prior, the way that we lived our engagement, the way that we lived dating, you know, spiritual direction, prayer, probably being formed and focused, all these things has led me to just know that retracting from the gift option is not an option. Yes. Like it's only, the only option is to become a gift. Um, And so when you know that coming in, it's awesome. And you're like, yes, I am ready to become gift. (laughs) And... And then you start doing it and you realize like, oh man, I can't become a gift in this way and this way and this way. Cause I have selfishness here and I have pride here and I have laziness here and I have like it just, all of those things just because that's what people yeah. mean when they say marriage exposes these things in your life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because it's, cause it is just one or the other. Um, and so if you're really trying to live it, those things become unearthed and then you have to deal with them and that's messy and hard and challenging and leads mm-hmm. to a lot of fights in the car when you're driving to Kansas. Um, not that I <laughs> just wouldn't, just not me. You know, I mean, I don't know what you're talking else. about. Um, so so that's kind of like the the basis of what I've learned. But like more specifically, yeah. it's just the learning how. And Patrick, you probably experienced this too. How the not to uh, diminish the role of the woman in the marriage, but the man buckle up. really. <laughs> but the bu- buckle up. But the man really sets the tone, and so if we as guys are just kind of sitting back and like not trying to set an example and not trying to, and even before you have children, it's like, are you going the extra mile to clean and do the chores that you know are difficult for your wife and, and making sure that you're taking care of the budget and not like go, like not just not living the way that you used to live when you were single. Mm -hmm. It, because I think a lot of guys will just try to maintain their bachelorhood as much as possible and like let the woman take charge in the things that are a bit more important, like apologizing and working on the relationship, working on laziness and selfishness, all these like they'll let the woman take charge because they're afraid because they don't know how to face it. They don't have the emotional ability Mm -hmm. to face it. Um, And that just, and then eventually the, because women desire to be led, right? So if they realize that they have to be led over and over and over, or they have to be the ones leading over and over and over again, they're just going to stop eventually. And then you see marriages that are just like two people living together who are reliant on each other, who maybe outwardly love one another, but there's no dynamic collaboration. There's no, um, gift towards one another. Like they, they've made the one gift at the beginning. It's like, all right, we're going to hitch ourselves to each other. But then the rest of it is just kind of two people living in the same house. Yeah. Um, does that make sense?
2: It does make sense. I, I think like I, I think it can it can be tough to, to swallow because like we're 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 very bad at seeing the differences between men and women, but I think you're I think you're right. It's not that like I think it's not that women get they can't apologize first. I think it's just like in general that's exhausting.
1: Yes. I'm um, not saying that it's like a general as a rule, is yeah. that this if it's this way then it's bad and if it's this way it's not. It's just it just doesn't seem fitting to always make the woman be the one to initiate those kinds of things. I
2: agree. I yeah. think, I think that makes sense to me, Patrick. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's, I, I think it's like, I don't know. I, I've, I've been in situations where Phoebe has to apologize first. And I don't like it because I feel like I've, I've missed something. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like I've every, missed every something. situation
1: is different. Like if your wife is mean to you, and you've done nothing wrong because she was just being mean to you? Sure, yeah. Then yeah, she should come and apologize. You know? Yeah, but like, like when
2: there's... when we when we've been in a fight, a mutual fight, and she apologized first, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I didn't do that. You know what I mean? I can't believe yeah, I, I yeah, missed it, it yeah. so to speak. But like I I think I think when I apologize first, it's something that I need to do because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need to get over that like that right. solitariness. I, I think I'm very tempted to be solitary. Mm -hmm. Um, and I should not be
1: and and I feel this is a nature documentary like you see here the man pulling away from the woman this kills the woman (laughs) you know like it just it, it absolutely hurts them so bad and we can't I don't know I don't know a lot about ladies I've been married five months so I don't really know everything but it just seems to me that when when you are are actively discerning and then executing on the things that you know that you need to sacrifice. Like the places that, you know, you need to grow in selflessness, the places, you know, you need to grow in humility, the places, you know, you need to grow in endurance and just um, doing the things that you don't want to do. And um, when you choose those things, not to say that like every single woman ever in the world, when she sees these things, she then also grows in those virtues automatically because men are just so powerful and women are just so weak. when they see it, they're just so inspired. It's not what I am saying, but there is just this natural spiritual element that, it, whether it's something super small or something super big, it's like when you sacrifice in this way, it's kind of just like an invitation to the woman, even if it's not spoken. It's like say, "Come with me and do this thing with me," mm-hmm. and that's that's what they that's that's what they love. That's what women are are, are yearning for is for a man to step up and say come i i i want to do this thing with you. Yeah. And like when you're when you're married you've already you've already made that choice, you've already made that decision. And it can get really like naggy sometimes if you're always telling your wife or if you're always telling your husband like come on you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. But if you just if you just do it and and like are gentle and are kind and are selfless, like that's what i've really learned. It's like the the ability to just live with another person and just live a life that says like I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna love you, and I'm I'm so excited to like keep doing this with you. Will you come with me? But not like in a weird naggy way. Yeah, I guess it's invitational. Like, it's invitation. Yes, it's, it's like it's It's, like, it's, song like, it's a gift and an invitation two. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
2: come away with me, my sister, my bride. Yeah, yeah. It, that I wrote that on on Phoebe's uh, wedding day letter. That was what I put. Nice. On that. Yeah, nice. I yes. did not give Emma a wedding day. That's okay, it's not a requirement it is a it is a good thing to do, um, yeah. so yeah yeah yeah
1: so i I would say that that little reflection, i guess is just what i've and that's probably it's it doesn't apply exactly one to one for everybody, but for me, those areas of just me not not realizing how much how limited my scope was mm-hmm. in my in my world and how I saw things. I just thought that I was the only person on the planet, you know, and then you're (laughs) married and then you're like, crap, I'm not the only person on the planet. There's two people on the planet.
2: (laughs) There's two whole people. And then you have a kid Uh, and you're like, Oh no, (laughs) no, no.
1: (laughs) So that would be like in that world where I would say that I've, I wouldn't say that I've grown a lot, but I've become aware of what I need to do. Mm. So,
2: yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I have nothing to add. I think that was beautiful. And that was good. Thanks. I think I think there's I think there's something to be said. Whenever um whenever we talk about complementarity things, uh huh. I think it's important to remember that a lot of the stuff that we say about women that are generalizations are meant more to instruct men than to instruct women.
1: Yes. Yes. That's a really good, that's so good. What you just said. Yes.
2: (laughs) I'm talking to boys.
1: I'm not talking to ladies. I don't know what you guys know.
2: Yeah. I don't like, you don't, you don't need to know that the, you desire to be led by what a blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah.
1: This is the drawback of having a guy only podcast.
2: Yes. This is the drawback. It's that I am talking to the fellas. You need to know this. Uh, it's like, I don't know. I remember one time I was like talking kind of broadly about, about women saying, you know, like, women need to be told some generalization that men will tend to take something as true the first time they hear it. Um, you have said that you love me, therefore it is true. Um, whereas generally speaking for women, there's a timer. Um, you say, Mm -hmm. I love you. And then they go great. And then like five minutes later, they would love to be reminded again. Um, and it was helpful for a friend of mine who was a woman <laughs> to say yes i experienced that and then another to say i don't know i don't experience that as often to give me like a good understanding of like hey this is sometimes true but you should be aware that like this is a way that people can be and women tend mm-hmm. to be this mm-hmm. way yeah i think it's yeah. important for the fellas to remember this i don't know this is yeah again the fellas
1: active. the fellas generally we were talking about women generally earlier the fellas generally don't know anything like we absolutely clueless about this kind of stuff because for guys like they just we don't have a lot of good models for these kinds of things that's fair and so it's just it's it's either you learn it in the trenches and you figure it out which could be damaging mm-hmm. <laughs> depending depending on how you figure it out yeah or you know maybe we just we share a little bit it's like and again I don't I want to emphasize I don't know anything Patrick doesn't know anything we've been married for less than three years collectively like, but, but you talk to, and someone whos who's been married for 40 years and is, is Christian, they might not say it exactly in the same way that we're saying it. They might not have the language, but they're going to say all the same stuff, you know? Like, yeah. like when, when a guy who's 80 years old jokingly says the woman is always right, what he's meaning is I've had to learn how to die to myself. You know, like he just doesn't know how to say that.
2: Yeah. He's just not saying it well.
1: <laughs> right. He's not saying it very well, but. That's what he's learned, yeah. whether or not he's responded to it. He's still—it's still a truth, you know. Which is interesting.
2: This is good. I would like to move on to the final. Yes, ask, we can move on part of this of this cast. Yes, we can move on. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you want to talk about goals for next year?
1: I would love to talk about goals for next year. Okay,
2: and we're doing the we're doing the ship right? Uh, spiritual, human, intellectual, pastoral. Absolutely. Cool. Let's get on board this New Year's ship. Boop, boop. Time you for twenty for twenty two. What?
1: I've been talking too much. You gotta.
2: Go. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, do you want me to do the whole ship first, and then you can do yours? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Uh, spiritual goal. Um, my spiritual goal, honestly, is to keep doing what I've been doing. Nice. I. <laughs> I am in a place where I don't want to make any goals for myself spiritually because um, I don't know what God wants me to do. Um, I have found what I've been looking for. I've been, I have found a mobile chapel. <laughs> um, I used to think I had to like build something and like make a chap, but my, my bravery has become my mobile chapel. I just stick it in my backpack and now I have a cool backpack uh, and I take it with me wherever I go and I pray. Um, and it has been very good. I'm going to keep doing that. And it's, it's, it, it gives me my daily reminder throughout the day. Um, much like the, since we are all feminine in relation to God, I need to be reminded constantly that he loves me. Um, uh, human, um, the Clifton strengths themes, even though it's like kind of a, it's kind of like a, a, at first I thought it was like a goofy, more complicated Myers-Briggs. Um, but it's revealed a lot about me, and I want to continue to examine my top themes of talent and make them strengths, um, reflect on them and journal more. Uh, intellectual goal. Um, I have been working on an ebook. Oh, yes, I want to I want to um, I want to write like a beginner's guide to Catholic po- Catholic beginner's Guide to Politics and nice. like a good way to think. Um, in order to motivate myself to do this, I already made a cover for it, um, (laughs) because it's, it's helpful for me to visualize what it's going to look like. Um, and this is a, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, talk to some of the people on the discord about this. So join the discord. If you want to talk to me, I want to know what you think. And if you would, I'm going to release it for free, but I want to know if you would buy it. You know what I mean? I get it. Like, I want to know, I want to know, like if this is something you would purchase, uh, and then I'm going to give it away for free. Um, and then that's my intellectual goal because it's it's my other intellectual goal is just to do another semester of school. I'm doing a uh, an independent study about post-liberalism this year, this semester. Very excited about that. And then um, for pastoral, uh, I want to get better at reaching middle schoolers.
1: <laughs> it's hard, man. It's
2: hard. They're tough, and I want to like actually take the time to um, do the catechetical institute courses and like talk to people who are smarter than me and you know do something every week that helps me get better at it yeah I want to do that
1: nice. that's my ship that's as a way more thought out than what I'm gonna say I'm gonna be rambling for 20 minutes probably.
2: part of that was off the cuff but part of that is because I've been reflecting over I've been using my journal a lot more recently so a lot of my thoughts are already down on paper so they're easier to recall nice, <laughs> nice.
1: Um, I'm gonna start with human instead of spiritual uh, that's so can be h- hyssop uh, hyssop Is what it is. Good. Um, Which we do love is very biblical. Uh, I want to buy a house this year.
2: Good. Which is... Good.
1: Yeah. Got to get out of the renting situation. Um, I would encourage everybody to, as soon as you can, buy a home. Begin building equity, (laughs) as it were. Um, So, that's, like, kind of the big one for 2022. And we have a lot of a lot of things that are kind of revolving around that particular goal of like, where are we going to live and what's it going to look like? Um, I actually have the, the floor plan design of a home that we want, like just taped up in front of my desk. That's just like always a constant reminder of like, this is what you're working for. You know, like it's not just for like numbers in a bank account. It's like, no, this is, I want this home that I could then have for years, Mm, hopefully, mm -hmm. which is really, really cool. So that's that's probably my biggest one for 2022. Everything else kind of flows out of that. Um, obviously there's the always the standard of you know I want to get better dieting and exercising and those kinds of things. Um, but all that flows flows together the for spiritual um, I had a I had a prayer recently. I was reading the gospel of Matthew. And I don't remember what chapter it is it's in, but it's the asking you'll receive, seeking you'll find, knocking the door will be open to you. And, um, I just had, I I just feel this deep in my bones that like I'm on one side of a door. Mm. And on the other side of the door is like the saints and the people who are really living the Christian life, like in radical ways. And I just feel like I'm on the wrong side of that door. Hmm. Um, And like, I want to go over to the other side. Like I want to be living the Christian life where I am receiving everything from the father every single day. And like, I am really living out like the baptismal call of priest, prophet, and King and like the missionary invitation and all that stuff. And I feel like I'm, I'm still so attached to the things of the world that I like, I just can't go through the door yet, and so I I really want to go through the door. Um, and and like see things like miracles happen, you know, yeah. and like, and and see things like conversions happening, and have mysteries of God revealed to me mm. in prayer. Like that's what I desire, and I'm I'm starting to get there. Like over today. Is day sixteen of me getting up at six a.m. and praying a, a holy hour first thing in the morning. Nice. Which is which is new. Something that I've been desiring to do for four years that I'm just now figuring out how to do. <laughs> uh. But it's um. It's it's going back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago on prayer. It's like, all right, I need to stop trying to live the way that I think I ought to live, and just and give God what I can. Yeah. And and receive what He wants to give me. So. Um, growing in prayer, increasing my time in prayer, recommitting to fasting, recommitting to um, the devotions like the Rosary and the Divine Mercy Chaplet. I just I just want to start clearing things out so that there's more room for to to be in that space that God wants me to be in. So that's kind of a high level, but I know what I need to do to get there. You know, so it's it's no mystery what you have to do in order to get there. The for intellectual, I got these books. <laughs> I got to read. Um, I have the three volume set of the church fathers and I have this book on the old Testament, the catechism. I just, I just would like to, I really would like to study those things. Like I really want to know more about the old Testament. I really want to know more about the early church fathers and what they have to say. Uh, and just committing myself to maybe just a time every week when now that hopefully my schedule is going to be a bit more routine of like this is when i study i guess uh because i had that for a little bit but just getting married and traveling to see family and my wife's schedule is changing my schedule is changing learning about a new job making new friends leading bibles like it's just all is crazy but i feel like now i have have a routine where i can actually implement that and it wouldn't be like imprudent i suppose um i have read this is kind of connected to like spiritual and intellectual i've read more of the bible this year than i ever have before Mm, good um yeah. Like I've never, I had never read uh, Tobit or Esther or Judith or, um, the book of wisdom, which I just finished. That's where, you know, I heard that I'm starting to read Sirach. I had never read the book of Job. I read that this year. Like I just have been reading all these things that I like know about, like, yeah, it's probably good. You know, but I had never <laughs> read, I think I read the song of songs for the first time this year. So I'm just trying to like, make it so that at least by the end of 2022, I've actually read the whole Bible at least, like, every book once, you know? Yeah. Like there's obviously going to be some parts that you go back to over and over again, um, like the Gospels and the Psalms and those kinds of things. But I would like to have at least put my eyes on every word of the scriptures. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't
2: you believe will. you so haven't that's... read the Song of Songs yet.
1: I, re- I read it this year. It's so good.
2: It is I so good. I, I thought it was,
1: words. to be honest with you, I thought it was longer, so I put it off.
2: Oh, yeah, no, it's very, very short. And I realized it
1: was short, and I was like, frick, what have I been doing? Um so that's kind of intellectual because I really I would like want to understand and know the scriptures, but I also i mean it's it's a very spiritual thing too yes. so uh apostolically I, uh, I can't I can't pick like one thing <laughs> so there's this community that we're trying to build, which is meant to be a home base missionaries who then can go out and come back and find rest, but also have a place to invite people that they meet. Um, and it's also a place of like, if you live next door to somebody, like the goal is not to, to develop a cult where we're all interior. The goal is to develop a, a place where I can go next door and I can find my neighbor and I can say, Hey, th- I, there's a lady two streets over who needs her yard mode and trimmed. Let's go do that real quick. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's a place where you can live uh, charitably and apostolically without putting a lot of burden on your family. Like there's a lot of times the reason that people don't do stuff is like, oh, there's not childcare at this thing. And mm-hmm, there's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like if you live with three or four other families in close physical proximity, then all of a sudden a lot of those problems go away. And it's, it's not crazy for, you know, two husbands or two wives to then go and, and, and lead a Bible study or attend some kind of um, prayer meeting or something. Like it's just so much more flexibility that you have to, to go and serve with other people. Cause it's not just you and your wife that you're relying on. It's like four families that then are all relying on one another who are all kind of in different lanes mission wise. Um, so that's something that I would desire to create this year, or at least the very beginnings, even if it's just two or three families. Like I think it's just would be really, really cool mm. to start that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to, I just want to be a part of a a group of mission minded Catholics who are all coming together. We're just kind of waiting. Like I know that the Holy Spirit's going to move, and I just want to be ready when He does move. Yeah, I suppose. So just getting missionaries together so that when there's an opportunity, and and what is that? look It's just like praying together, getting formed, serving the poor. And there's just so many people that are like here and here in this city that are that have been formed and know. What they need to do, who understand Matthew twenty-eight, but they but they don't have anybody to do it with, and so I think this year is just a year of like collecting those people and getting everybody together, so that we're not just all siloed in our individual mm. places. Um, I think that's the reason more apostolic activity doesn't happen is because we're not we're not on a team, yeah. we're not doing anything together. We're all just trying to figure it out on our own. There's just natural human limitations to that everything gets easier when you're doing it with a buddy. It's true. So that would be very simply stated since I've been talking for a while, what my apostolic goal will be for next year.
2: And that's everything, right?
1: Did you want to talk about books? We don't have to, we oh, don't have we, to extend this longer no, than yeah, used we used to be. We can but.
2: talk about, let, let's, let's give, let's give, what, uh, do you want to do a book, or a great book that you read and a great book you want to read? Sure. Right. That's fine. Um, Crap, I didn't think of one. Um, <laughs> this is my problem because I've read so many books. Yeah. Um, hot dang. Okay, what books have I read? I got two solid books um, recently. This is a little unfair because it's recent. But uh-huh. uh, Two Cities by Dr. Andrew Jones from Franciscan is very good. Cool. It's about cool, the, cool, the cool. two cities, City of Man, City of God. And it's, sure. it's like a history of the church. It's a very short history of the church. And it's really, really good. And um, another one that I want to read is Politics of the Real by DC. Ch- nope, never mind. I have my best book of the year. Best book of the year was, <laughs> if you actually want to read it, uh, there's Two Cities works. But my best book of the year was uh, Truth Freedom, Freedom, Truth, and Human Dignity by DL- David L. Schindler and Nicholas Healy. Uh, it was incredible. It was so good. It was so long, but it was about Simane. Um And the next book I want to read is by his son, called Politics of the Real, and it's uh, about the post-liberal world um, and why post-liberalism is not integralism. And I like mm. that. Yeah. Don't be an integralist. Don't do it. You think you think you think it's going to be fun, but it's not. It's not. It's not it's be fun. You just become like weirdly kind of fascist. It ends up weirdly fascist. It does. It's not good. Don't do. Okay. Just don't do it. All right. <laughs> All right.
1: Um, I fell short of my book goal for this year. I wanted to read forty books. I read thirty six books. Uh, it was close, but yeah, that's close. Really, f- really fell off the wagon at the end of the year. Um, I did kind of on Discord, discord.com slash the crunch. That's not the actual link. It's in the description. Um, uh, I did post my top five, but if I'm gonna pick one. That I really loved, and then one that I want to read next year. Man, this is pretty broad and very difficult. I mean, there were so many, Patrick, I have read so many good books this year. Oh, gosh. I'm just looking at the list right now and I'm just frustrated because I can't pick a single one. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll just... Uh, I just got to pick one, don't I? I just have to pick one.
2: You do. Just have to pick it.
1: The Space Trilogy God. was really good. I really enjoyed the Space oh, Trilogy.
2: Oh, I'm not done with it yet.
1: Oh, it was so good. Um, the first two were really good. The third one is kind of wonky, but very Michael O'Brien-esque. Um, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I I keep thinking about it. I really liked the Space Trilogy. I read lots more books. If you want to see... You can follow me on Goodreads. You see all the books that I read this year. Um My shortest book that I read was uh, from Christendom and Apostolic Mission. The longest book I read was Witness to Hope. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, very long book. The shortest book in the world, so the longest book in the world. Um, One book I want to read next year. Man. I mean, I'm looking at some of them right now, like The Count of Monte Cristo. I'm very excited about reading because I've just heard nothing but good things um, about it. And there's a lot of books on my shelf. Like, oh, probably, never mind. I'm going to take it back. Democracy in America is you uh, read that on shelf dude no 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 it's it's oh. one that i want to read next year i was yeah,
2: gonna yeah. say hot dang i've been i've been um who keeps quoting that oh patrick Dineen. everyone yeah everyone quotes it patrick
1: Denine is always quoting it yeah. um uh neil postman quotes it a lot uh, a lot of a lot of those guys are, are all on top of it i would also gosh there's so tools for conviviality by yvonne illich definitely want to read next year just getting more into the the philosophy of technology because I've kind of broken into that world a little bit, but I want to learn a lot more about it. So, cause I find myself in this position where people will ask me things about technology and I'll try to explain like why this or the other thing is bad and I end up sounding like an idiot. <laughs> it's just like, man, I don't really understand this nearly as much as I thought I did. So, um, yeah, that's it. I'll, I would say more, but we're running out of time.
2: So. Cool, that's what I got then. Man. It was a good year it's a really good year good year you for, books, for next year good, i am very excited for next year i'm excited Me too. next year um the,
1: you're going to have babby
2: we will indeed have babby that's uh, crazy
1: <laughs> hey say a prayer that we have babby
2: i will i'm really excited because if you have a girl that means that we can finally consolidate our two kingdoms indeed
1: um, <laughs> combine the bloodlines
2: also it's a boy we announced that to everyone this week
1: yeah do we want to do a Dr. Ethan's Danic oh, Corner? I want
2: to do a Dr. Danic Corner. I think this one will be okay. quick. I think it'll be quick. All right. Great. Perfect. I, just, I, I know it, it hurts. hurts. I'm sorry. It's not your place. I, I,
1: I'm... All right. You came to the right place. You ding dong. It's called communication, baby. <laughs>
2: Uh, thank you for writing in anonymous name, Caitlin. Uh, her name is Caitlin. What's the name of the segment? The name (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Doctor Who's Dating Corner, sponsored by Catholic Match. Uh, please send your dating questions into the, uh, the submission thing below. Uh, thank you to Catholic Match sponsoring this segment of The Crunch. You can go to catholicmatch.com slash crunch, start your free profile. If you haven't done it already, why aren't you doing it? Just do it. Can I just say, can I say real quick, from the Discord,
1: that I, I, did you see this today on the Discord? Probably not. What happened? Um, the Crunch Discord, which you can join in the link. We have a specific channel, is it called, Patrick? A channel. Indeed, it is
2: called a channel.
1: For for Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. And I want to read to you what one of our very faithful, beautiful listeners said. Um, it uh, I, I don't know if it's the guy or the girl, but he said, he or she said, So, I just got engaged. And two factors leading into that were Catholic Match and the Dating Corner. Thank you, Dr. Ethan and Professor Patrick. And then posted a picture of the two of them. Right in front of an oratory, they look so happy. Um, so I'm just saying, if you you're wary, you don't know, don't know if this will work out. Literally because of Catholic Match, these two people are now forever entwined. I want you to take. Okay. I
2: want you to go to the Discord, discord.com/slash whatever, discord.gg/slash whatever <laughs> it is, and then I want you to go and I want you to to take a little screenshot of that message and I want you to text it to yourself with the caption, "This could be us," but you won't write into Doctor Ethan's dating corner. <laughs>
1: It's true You could be as happy as these people They look so happy Come on
2: Come
1: on Crunch. All right, Patrick, go ahead People say I don't want to do that. I
2: say to them I say come on Okay Uh, It's it's really happening It's really working Tips for moving Tips for moving Long distance Dating in the same town So this person has already Listened to us Obviously uh, 25F and my boyfriend, also 25, and I, both Catholic and in love with the Lord, have been dating for a year. He is moving to my city in February so that we can better discern marriage. Good. Uh, We hope to get engaged in the summer. Any tips for adjusting our relationship from long distance and a lot of FaceTime to being in person with a lot of actual FaceTime? Uh, during long distance, we've been able to be in person about every two to four weeks for a weekend. Thank you.
1: This is a hard one because when I was... I was long distance with Emma for all of our dating relationship and for part of our engagement. We weren't in person until we were already four months engaged. So, um, kind of hard. I would say try to live nearby as as best you can. I mean, if you have your choice in where you're going to live, live within, you know, five to 10 minutes of each other. Cause it's just, cause you're going to go from, you know, talking to each other every day on FaceTime and everything to, um, maybe hopefully seeing each other every day, but you might not actually see each other every day. So just depending on your work schedules and how your life operates. Um, so it's going to be different. I would say to not have too many expectations, especially if you're gearing up for engagement. Um, first of all, just propose sooner rather than later. Don't put that off if you know that's what you want to do. Because yeah. Yeah. it's just going to make everything so simple. But it's it's hard to know the right boundaries because it used to be like you had... You had your life, and then you had a specific time where you had to stop your life and and call this person who lived in another city and kind of talk about your day and talk about their day and have a good conversation. And then that call would end, you go back to your life. Not to say that your you know, significant other wasn't a part of your life, but it just like, it's different. And now...
2: Yeah, I see what you mean.
1: They could very well just walk into your kitchen, but, but not at the designated talking time. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I think you, you, yeah. you just got to be prepared to integrate your lives more with one another and not be as attached to... Well, this is our hour and this is when we talk about all these things. This is our hour and a half or 2 hours that we that we talk about all these things. Like, it's going to be much much more casual but also much more real at the same time. So, I would just prepare for that shift because it's it can be it can ca- catch you off guard if you're not ready for it. You can feel like you're not talking as much. You can feel like you're not spending as much time together because when you're long distance, like you have to make the time. When you're in the same city, you don't have to make the time as much cuz you see each other way more often. So it's not; it doesn't become as much of a like. I have to section off this time, if yeah. If that makes sense, so that would be the biggest thing that I would say. What do you think?
2: Um, I, I I agree. I think I think it's it's uh, you have to be open to admitting that you may have been a little more selfish than. I mean, okay, I shouldn't say that. Um, uh. It's not It's not selfishness. What it is, is it's a lack of need to be virtuous and self-sacrificial, I think, and just recognize like, hey, there's a virtue of self-sacrifice that I have not needed to grow in because we could beef on FaceTime and then we could end that FaceTime call and I could go back to, like you said, my life. Exactly, um, yes. And especially as you're preparing for engagement, you're like, I need to prepare to not have that anymore in marriage and also not do that anymore in um in engagement because like what you're you're not losing a good you know like you're not losing autonomy what you're losing it what you're gaining is an ability to give of yourself um and that's going to be hard and you may be tempted to blame the relationship for that being hard but it's not the relationship's fault it's virtue's fault in general um and you need to grow in virtue so yes this is my that is my uh my my opinion you
1: guys are doing great get engaged already what are you waiting for oh, come on what come are you, you want to get engaged when there's
2: good weather i don't understand what's going on here don't get engaged in the summer if you if,
1: pro tip if you get engaged in the winter you can get married in the summer
2: <laughs> that's a good point
1: <laughs> right so think about that Dude, hit, so hit do hit hit him with you, the hit him for? with the six-month engagee.
2: that's what we call it in the biz the six-month engagey yes sir all right that's all i got
1: this is a good podcast very different, but still, I think was uh, it was good for me. It was good for you. I I had a
2: good I had a good podcasting. I feel time. like I
1: talked a lot. I'm sorry.
2: Well, I mean, it is a podcast. Yeah, it's fair. We do talk. We both talk we a lot. Do about talk
1: a lot. patreoncom groups uh, facebookcom The Crunchcast. Join our Discord. We're up to 100 and 100 and uh, let's see here, 155 people. We need to. We wanted to get 200 by Christmas. So the 45 of you that did not join, um, you you are... Are dead to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like a nice, clean coal put in my stocking because you did not uh, join the Discord. So thank you for that. Join the Discord. It's in the link below. Follow Patrick's blog, patnevy.blog. He's also doing a weird Twitter newsletter thing, which I don't understand, but...
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: You can so um if you, if you want. now
2: you can now you can uh subscribe to my newsletter. So you can subscribe to my blog from my Twitter account now. Uh Twitter has a Twitter because newsletters are back, by the way. I don't know if you knew this. Newsletters are like in now. And so um Twitter has like a newsletter feature.
1: And Patrick refuses to start a sub stack because of whatever reason. So now he's on all of these other platforms. No,
2: it is Substack. It's Substack is what it is. <laughs> sure. It's just uh, it's just a, a a worse version of Substack, um, but it's integrated into Twitter. So now you can click on my Twitter profile and you just sub- it subscribes you using your Twitter's email address. So it's like super easy. And it, and then I have a I have a zap that automatically subscribes you to my Mailchimp. So it nice. It's, I jerry rigged it. I, I I might send newsletters. I might not. But go on go on Twitter and subscribe to uh, my blog from my twitter account it's never been easier for you to be subscribed to my blog well there you go yeah
1: <laughs> i i know i'm gonna subscribe uh <laughs> what no i'm being serious yeah, i know i'm excited to have a great 20 22 with you i think we're gonna do things on this podcast that we never would have dreamed of and i will see you when we're on the matt frad show in october of 2022 <laughs> sure. That's my prediction.
2: My prediction. I'll tell them that. I'll be like, hey, Ethan predicted we'd be on the Matt Fradd show in 2022. In Alright.
1: Uh Patrick, do you have anything else for the people?
2: Um Happy 2022. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us.
1: We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week.